Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. As always, I'm your host, David Kozlowski, and as always, we are brought to you by 1-800-CONTACTS. Greatest people, amazing products. If you have any issues with your eyes, don't think about it. Get 1-800-CONTACTS. Great customer service, and they've been treating us great for years. They've been our community sponsor for a long time now, so we want to give a shout out to them and a big thank you. Also, if you're in need of uh, some designer amazing eyeglasses that you can customize yourself online go to lingoeyewear.com that's www.liingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight and put in code word light the fight for $30 off your very first order so thanks lingo eyewear for your sponsorship as well now to the episode um many of you may have heard that we do this thing called patron Patreon is, oh, by the way, it's www.patreon.com backslash light the fight. If you're interested in checking it out or what I make sense, what I'm about to say is something that um, you think could be a benefit to you. Basically, what it is is uh, you pay $5 a month. With that $5, you get a weekly extra bonus episode. I answer questions. If you're a patron, you can submit questions. And um, also, too, I just give extra information. Sometimes we go on a deeper dive from our weekly podcast. Sometimes I answer questions. Sometimes I just have things that happen throughout the week that I talk about on there. You can communicate directly with me through Patreon. So if you're interested in that, go and check it out at www.patreon.com backslash life the fight. And that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Now, the reason why I brought that up, though, uh, besides to give a, a plug for it, is that um, I got a question on Patreon last week, and I thought I'd answer the question here on our main podcast for all of our normal listeners, just so you can see how it works. Uh, This mother sent in a very good question, and I think for the summertime, it'd be good for a lot of people. I'm assuming a lot of people out there, when you hear this, is something that um, you could pick up some cool tips from, and uh, it's not uh, an existential crisis or threat type of podcast today. It's not something around suicide, depression, or anything really heavy like that. However, it is about connecting with teenagers, with younger people in general as a parent. So I'm going to read the question right now from one of our amazing patrons. And she knows who she is, so without saying her name, because I don't like to say people's name, because people want to keep their information private. And even if they don't care if I save their name or not, I'd feel more comfortable not saying their name. So here's the question, though. Um, hi, I will be going on a 17 day humanitarian trip in a month with my 17 year old daughter and 18 other teenagers where I'm the mom. There will be two 20 something year olds as trip leaders and a dad as well. I've done this before in 2019 and it was fantastic, but I struggled with talking with them for the first little bit. So she struggled talking with the teenagers for the first little bit. As I've learned from my own children, they're also different. I just, want to, I just want to love them and make sure they all feel they're important, seen, heard, and loved. 
I would love to get any tips on how you find it easy to connect with teenagers. Well, thank you very much for the question from Patreon. Um, yeah, this is a really good question, especially since it's during summertime. A lot of you out there will be going on trips with your family and maybe um, your, your kids are going to bring some friends. Uh, maybe you're doing something like she's doing where you're going to be some sort of advisor or leader for a group of youth. Maybe you're a coach. Maybe you're um, running a camp of some sort. Or maybe it's part of your business to work with young people. And part of working with them means you got to keep them engaged, entertained. And what better way to do that than to build a bond and a connection with them so that you have a relationship with them, that you have influence over them. And, you know, in any scenario you're going to be around with youth, it could be just your kid having a bunch of their friends over. Any good parent's going to want to get to know their kid's friends. Because there's a benefit to getting to know your kids' friends. So first things first, um, if you are a parent listening to this and you've had a habit in the past of being skeptical and suspicious of your kids' friends, I don't blame you. I'm sure you have plenty of reasons to be skeptical and suspicious of some of your kids' friends. It could be the way they look, the way they dress, um, you know, all those things that can give red flags to parents. However, I always encourage parents, even if you have red flags or have concerns with your kids' friends, there is a saying. And that saying goes, you know, I may not say it accurately correctly, so you know, please take it easy on me if I if I butcher the saying a little bit. But the saying goes a little bit something like this: It's better to keep your enemies closer. Now, obviously, your kids' friends aren't your enemies. At least I hope they're not. However, if they pose a threat to your family, it can you know it could spark some fight or flight responses. So I just want to let you parents out there know that it's best to invite these kids into the fold. If your kids are hanging out with them, you want to get to know them. However, it's not easy to get to know some kids. And just like this question, even if you're trying to get to know them, even if there's no red flags and you just want to have a great experience, like this woman wants to have a great experience on this humanitarian trip, there are some things that you could do that help you connect with them. Now, to help you remember this, I'm going to tell you a little uh, phrase that I want you to remember in fact, this phrase might be something you guys remember from your childhood. It has to do with a story of childhood. It goes a little something like this. You don't want your porridge too hot or too cold. You want it just right. So, your porridge too hot would mean you're trying too hard to connect with the youth. Your porridge too cold would be you are not trying hard enough, or you are guarded towards them. You're skeptical. Maybe you're looking at them as if they are someone that you're unsure of who they are. And so since they're not really warm and inviting to you, you have a little bit of a wall up between you and the, the young person or young people. And maybe you're not really the most warm and inviting person for them to feel comfortable and talk to you. Every doll I've ever talked to that has that natural reaction to being around teenagers, I tell them this, teenagers are scary, or at least they can be. And the reason why they can be scary, there's lots of reasons, but because they're unpredictable. It's an unknown. All of us were teenagers, and all of us knew that there was a lot of uncomfortable moments in teenage life. If you think your teenage years were perfect and you didn't feel uncomfortable in social situations around other teenagers, and you look at teenagers nowadays as if they're aliens from a different planet, and they're awkward and socially, they don't know how to hang out and just be relaxed and know how to talk without their cell phone, then you're forgetting what teenage life was like. 
even if you're a popular teenager, when you're a teenager, when you're a preteen or that younger, or even older kids, you don't have the same mentality when you did when you were younger playing in the sandbox or the playground. You drop off a bunch of little kids at a playground, they're going to connect. Hey, you want to play? Okay, boom. They're just looking for someone to have a good time with. They just want other people to play with them. Now, there's always been shy kids, but when you're younger, it's a lot easier. As you get older, there becomes a fear of not being liked, not being accepted, uh, having a bad experience. And so the fear starts to grow and you start to be more socially aware that your surroundings tell you that if other kids don't like you, that hurts. It doesn't feel good. So as your kids get older and as young people get older in general, they start to put up their walls. Now, relationships are like mirrors. So if you're an adult and you walk up to a teenager or a young person this summer and you're trying to connect with them and you are happy and, and entertaining and exciting to be around and you're clever, you have some good humor um, and you feel comfortable, then you'll be able to make them feel comfortable. However, if you had a lot of bad experiences when you're a teenager or if you just generally speaking feel uncomfortable around teenagers because like I said, Teenagers can be very scary because they can be unpredictable at times. Then this is something that I think will be very helpful for you when I tell you don't want your porridge to be too hot and you don't want your porridge to be too cold. You want it to be just right. So no one, teenager or adults, likes a person that's trying too hard to be your friend. Being curious about someone and talking to that person in an attempt to get them to talk back to you, that is an art form in and of itself. Some people naturally have the gift of gab. Some people can walk into a room and next thing you know, people's eyes are on them. And not because the person's trying too hard, not because the person is, you know, walking around buying everybody things just to, you know, to get them to like them. But something about some people that walk into a room, you just feel like they're a person you want to be around. Well, I want you as parents to do that with the kids you're going to be around this summer. Now, like in the question, she said, there's so many different personality types in the group. Well, you're going to have to approach different kids differently. So for example, if you're in a group of teenagers and the kids in the group are um, like, let's say, let's say there's 20 kids and you identify three or four in the corner being really shy. Let's say you go up to them and you simply go up to them and say, hey, how's it going? What's your name? Um, you want to come hang out? You want to, you know, you, you want to, you know, have some fun with us? And if you don't get a response from them, like, yeah, I do, and they don't come and talk to you immediately or they don't come and hang out with the group and they just stay off to the, off to the side, that's your first clue that those teenagers you're going to have to use statements with. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about statements versus questions, I definitely want you to go back and listen to that episode. It's one of our very first episodes. Um, just do a search and you're on iPod, uh, iPod. You have an Apple, if you watch or listen to our, our podcast through Apple, then just search statements versus questions. We've done a couple episodes. But really long story short, basically what I want you to do, if it doesn't help, if it doesn't work to ask them questions to come hang out and how they do, how are they doing? What's their name? If they get really awkward and shy and quiet, don't want to talk, walk away for a minute, let it breathe, and then come back and make some statements next time you address them. Just tell them, hey, I'd really like it if you came and hung out and played with us, or if you did this game with us. And if they go, no, I'm good, I'm fine, then you can make another statement. Okay, if you don't want to hang out and play with us, I'd really like it if you told me what you would be interested in. 
because there's a lot of people here that are playing games, but there's got to be a game that you like or something that you're into. And if there's something that you're into, you think's interesting, let me know right now. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. If not right now, we can get to that later. And, you know, we can do something that you're interested in because the worst thing to do is be hanging out in a social situation and by yourself. That's a very powerful statement. Makes a lot of sense. When I view statements like that to kids, they don't really have any rebuttal to that. There's no argument to that. There's nothing in there that didn't make sense. And then you might have to walk away and come back and say, hey, have you had a chance to you know, think about what you want to do? Because I'd really like to hear it. Once you make statements like that, it's letting the kid know what your intention is, why you're addressing them, why you're talking to them, and you're not begging them and you're not making it awkward. A lot of times parents and adults, in an attempt to try to connect with kids, they can be awkward. They can say jokes that aren't funny. They can try to be cool and use slang that the, the teenagers use. But if it's not your thing and you're not really comfortable with teenagers, I suggest don't try to be funny, at least not in the beginning. Because if you're around a group of people as an adult, and these are adults you're around, and if you're not comfortable around those adults, cracking jokes when you're uncomfortable around adults, when you're not really known to be a joke cracker, um, that could backfire on you really quickly. So it's best to use your intentions of why you want to talk to them to break the ice. Now, sometimes that doesn't work either. So if that doesn't work with some socially awkward kids, you just walk up to them a second or third time and you tell them, hey, you know it'd be really cool? They may look at you and go, what? Okay. If you could show me a funny meme or make me laugh, I'm horrible at jokes. I'm horrible at memes. And I'm trying to get some other kids here to like, you know, to, to like me or to be, you know, have some sort of conversation with them. But what's hot right now? What's something that, that other teenagers, uh, you know, like to talk about or they're into? Ask them questions to teach you how to connect with teenagers. It's called a Jedi mind trick. Some people call it reverse psychology. I like Jedi mind tricks a little bit better because it's like awkward our situation will not be. From now on, you will teach me instead of me trying to pull you into the group. Now, this kind of boggles some kids. Sometimes kids go, uh, well, I don't know. And they may give you like this weird look like that's awkward that you're asking me to help you not be awkward. But think about it. If they're awkward, they will have a little bit of a PhD. They'll be highly skilled at knowing what it's like to feel awkward. So if you confess them that you feel awkward and that you don't know how to talk to teens and asking them for help, it puts them in a power position and it puts you in a position where now you can learn something from them and they have a purpose. All people, especially young people, if they have someone that's older than them, so if you're like, you know, in your 40s and you have a boss that's like 50 or 60 and that person's asking you for advice and it's a person that is in charge and they don't know how to do something, instantly you kind of sit up in your chair and you're like, well, yeah, I guess you could do this. It is such a great icebreaker. Don't take my words for it, guys. Just try it. Now, for those of you who are awkward yourself or and I'm not, I don't know you, if you're listening to this and say, well, that's not my problem. My problem is not trying too hard. My problem is I don't know how to walk up and address them or I'm a little scared or uncomfortable in those situations. Well, you are definitely, like I said, not going to be 
able to crack jokes. You're not going to be able to walk into those situations and just hang out there and sit there and wait for them to talk to you. And, you know, and also, too, you're not going to be able to just walk up there and be the type of person that's going to get the party started. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't have a good personality. It doesn't mean that you're not someone that can't be exciting, entertaining, or funny. It means you need a little bit of a warm-up time, too. Not everyone can walk into a situation and be ready to go and have a good social lubricant where they're already like, hey, what's up, and sliding around and talking to people. So if you're that type of person, you don't have to identify as being socially awkward, but if it takes you a little while to get going, then what I want you to do is use a very similar technique that I just mentioned a minute ago. I want you to use statements, but I want you to use it in a little bit of a different way. I want you to walk up and I want you to make a statement more with your body language and your facial expressions. I want you to smile. Simply, every time they make eye contact with you, you smile and then you tell them, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so glad that you're at my house. Make yourself comfortable. Let me know if you need anything. If you're hungry, I got food for you. If you need, you know, a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker to listen to some music. If you need anything at all, let me know. For this time being, my house is your house, and I just want to make you feel comfortable. That's being a good host, but it also is going to help those kids feel like they can come talk to you about anything. It's going to make them feel different than they felt in other social situations. I'm telling you guys, a lot of teenagers, even the ones who are talking all the time, don't mistake a kid who's a chatty person, who's talking, rambling all the time, as a person who feels comfortable in that social situation. Usually, it takes everybody a little bit of time to get warmed up in social situations. So, why don't you bring that social lubricant why don't you just grease the wheels a little bit by walking up to them and telling them you want them to feel comfortable. You want them to know that they can ask for food. They can ask for anything. If they don't feel like really joining the group right now, hey, don't worry about it. You're not going to force them to do anything they don't want to do. However, it doesn't mean that you're not going to come and talk to them and invite them to do things. So that is today's episode. I really... um you know, if, if I were to think about it, this is something that I'm so glad this, this woman asked this question because this is something in my private practice I help lots of parents with, but it's not something they usually talk to me and ask me for this help. They usually tell me that all these situations when they had their friends, uh, when they had their kids' friends come over for a party, they didn't really connect with them. Uh, they have situations where they're a coach or they're like a leader in an activity and they didn't really connect with certain kids that well. Some kids they did, some kids they didn't. And so they just tell me that the situation didn't go the way they wanted. So then I just start giving advice. Then they go and try this, these types of you know, techniques and tools, and they come back and then they tell me, wow, it helped out so much. Thank you so much for that. Usually people come and talk to me about very serious things, not knowing that this could actually lead you to be better at a support person, as a parent, and as like kind of a cool parent of someone else. I don't know if any of you guys were fortunate enough to have this experience, but I know I was. I didn't really like hanging out in my house. I never wanted to have a sleepover at my house. My house was not the cool house. My parents were not the cool parents. In fact, I was scared if I had my friends come over to my house that I was inviting my friends over just to watch me get hit because that happened occasionally. 
often, if I'm being honest, or yelled at at least. That happened a lot more often. So the point is, is that we, some of us were fortunate enough to have friends that we felt more comfortable at their house and we called their parents mom and dad or were their like second parents. When I go back to San Diego next time, I'm going to go visit my buddy Andy Reed's parents who I haven't seen in years. I just miss him. His dad made us the best pancakes in the morning. Every time I spent the night there, it was like, I felt so, I felt more comfortable at their house than I did at my house because he didn't hit me and he just cooked good food for us and we could talk to him about anything. If you want to be that type of parent, and in my, in the culture that I grew up in, the Polynesian culture, if you want what's called the uncle or auntie status, which is like one of the best things you could be in the Polynesian culture. And by the way, in the Polynesian culture, you don't have to be a Polynesian person to be an uncle or an auntie. Polynesian kids will call an uncle or auntie to an adult that makes them feel comfortable, that they respect, and that they, they feel like they could just talk to and, and, and they could just be themselves around. So if you want that uncle and auntie status, if you want that cool parent, cool adult status, don't try to be cool and don't try, and don't try to protect yourself from kids who may make you feel uncomfortable. Remember, you don't want your porch too hot, too cold. You want it just right. Let me know what you guys think about this. If you guys are interested in joining the Patreon, we'd love to have you. And, you know, to be honest with you, the extra $5 does not hurt each month. It supports us here at Like the Fight. And, um, yeah. And until next time, please thank you for visiting the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And thank you for helping us to like the fight.